Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome, two men and a six-pack listeners, to the show. Special show today. Before I tell you why it's a special show, let me introduce my guest. From my left to my right, Bob, I'm sick no longer, Mills. Had a bad trip at the ACC Ooh, tournament. Man. Feeling better? Better. All right. Andy, doc, Dr. Andy Fisher. How's love, it going? Love Dr. Number nine. Sure. We'll Bobby Mills, who must have been kissing his dad because he was also sick uh, in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you feeling better as well now? I am. I slept for about 24 straight hours. That's I awesome. feel pretty good. And That's Coach nice. Doug Ernie, who we brought in to analyze the brackets fairly and impartially, um, who survived the ACC tournament, stayed, stayed for the championship game, the only one out of all of us that survived. So, Doug, thank you for coming. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. So today, has it, the Carolina fans slipped us a Mickey. Yeah, I did. I slipped y'all Mickey. That's about all I slipped y'all. Anyway, today, St. Patrick's Day. So that's one reason this pretty special day. So for all you Irish people out there, or all for all you people that like to drink beer, which is probably everybody, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. <coughs> Secondly, this is kind of crazy. It was this time last year that the concept of two men in a six pack came into my mind. I was sitting on your couch over there the Saturday night after the championship game and looked at my now on siesta partner, Trevor, <laughs> and said, hey man, let's start a podcast. And he says, do you know how to do it? I'm like, no, but it can't be too difficult. So I went home that night, researched it, went the next day to Best Buy, bought a mic, and that Sunday, the day after the ACC Championship Tournament game last year, we recorded the first episode of Two Men in the Six Pack. So it's been a year. Well, I, it's been a year for me. Trevor bowed out about four four weeks ago. So, <laughs> so I mean, he made it to he made it ten months, ten or eleven months. Yeah, and, you know, so that's like, probably it, as much as long as he's been committed to anything. Is it like that's Mike, okay. Mike? You know, once they had to get rid of uh, one the, of the mics. Mike, yeah. So it's still going to be two men in the six pack. It'll okay. just be rotating two men in the yeah. six pack. Anyway, he had a good run. He had a good run while it lasted. <laughs> he committed for eleven months. High school was the only thing he probably committed to longer, but that's okay. Uh, here we go. We're going to start start the show real quick because we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Birthdays: nineteen fifty nine. Danny Ainge, former Celtic player and current Celtic GM. What colleges did Danny Ainge go to? Brigham Young. Brigham Young. (laughs) Whose finger did he bite in the the NBA playoffs? Tree Rollins. Tree Rollins. Y'all remember? I know these two don't remember that. Do y'all remember that? Wayne Tree Rollins. There was a scuffle on the floor. And next thing you know, bit his finger? he bit his finger while they were on the floor. Did he Mike Tyson? That's where Tyson got him. That's where Tyson, yeah, that's where Tyson got got him over, man. Anyway. Who did he play baseball for? Danny Ainge, the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, did he cut cut skin? Was it? I he, I mean, he. I don't know if he cut skin or not. I think he did. Think didn't he? Did, yeah. They just got. It was a loo- wrapped up the next day. Yeah, it was a loose ball scuffle. Next thing you know, damn, you see somebody coming out like this, holding her damn hand, and damn, it's crazy. A little anyway. quip about Danny Ainge too. I know Charles Barkley said he was 
on the brink of retirement. He said Danny Ainge called him every day about, come on, Chuck, you got to come back. Come that, was, that was when he was at the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Danny, exactly. What was Danny? Was he playing with them? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was. That was the end of Danny Ainge's career. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. He just probably beat him in the, you know. <laughs> well, how many years did Danny Ainge play both sports? No, no, he played. He never played. He was drafted by the yeah, Toronto Blue before Jets. he decided he was, and he was a hell of a basketball player. And they had a good NCAA run his senior year. He was the he was the the earlier version of Jimmer Jimmer Verdet or Verdet or whatever the guy that played Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy Verdet Verdet yeah yeah Verdet that played at BYU that yeah. could play. Right. He was bad, dude. He was bad. Yeah. The Cougars, man. Obviously, the Mormons out there the could get. They used to could hoop. The Mormons could hoop. All right, let's move on. Okay. 1972, legitimately the greatest soccer, the greatest women's soccer player ever to play soccer in any country. Mia yeah. Hamm. Mia Hamm, born in 1972. And she's also a Carolina grad. That's what I Yeah, I, I, I just want to add, add that out there. Mm-hmm. Also born on this day, we're not going to go into a lot of Wasn't detail. she part of the academic scandal too? Yeah, she was. Okay. That's all right. Really? Uh, also, this birthday, <laughs> Gary Sinise. Do anybody know who Gary Sinise is? Yeah. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Billy Corgan. No one probably knows who Billy Corgan is. He's the lead singer for Smashing Pumpkins. Y'all wouldn't know that. And then actors, Kurt Russell and Rob Lowe, were both, born, both <laughs> born on this day. So Good job, guys. Anyway, let's, boys. really quickly, we're going to talk NFL because a lot of NFL stuff went on this week. The I just want to tell you this. Okay, so these were the skill positions for the Cleveland Browns on April 1st, 2017. The quarterbacks on the roster were Cody Kessler, Brock Osweiler, and Kevin Hogan. The running backs were Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson. The wide receivers were Corey Coleman, Kenny Britt, Rashad Higgins, and Louis Ricardo. And the tight ends were Gary Barnage, which he was pretty good, and Randall Telfler. <clears throat> Fast forward to today. Two years later. Quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Running backs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson. <coughs> Wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, who was a hell of a wide receiver for him, and Rashad Higgins, one of the original four that was up there. Tight end, David Njoku, and Demetrius Harris. Improvement or not improvement from two years ago? That's Pretty freaking incredible. Yeah. What? Dave, what, uh, Dorsey, Kent, not, no, Dave Dorsey, Dorsey, can't remember his first name, Glenn Dorsey, anyway, Dorsey, the Ken general Dorsey's manager, dad? the Ken GM, Dorsey. the GM, yeah. GM Dorsey, pretty, per, pretty amazing what he did, Cleveland has gone all in, they've also signed, they also signed Shelton Richardson from the Jets, defensive tackle, so, um, I mean, if you get like 20 straight years of the number one pick, should you eventually get it right a couple times? <laughs> I think they're going to get it freaking right this time. I mean, but and I mean, you I'm get serious. rid of Hugh Jackson. You get rid of Hugh Jackson, but I mean, after having 20 straight years as the number one pick, for well, like, they eventually get it right. For like 36 games that he coached, I want as many games as he did in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all realize that, right? Yeah. Don't you agree with that, Doug? I mean, eventually oh, yeah. you got to get it right. You can't That's be wrong right. every year. I mean, it could, well, I mean, they were on a big rebuild. Roster from two years ago. That's no. for sure. Yeah. It's, go ahead, Andy. This is this is you NFL football talk. I I mean. Uh, they made some really good trades over the past few years to give them heavy draft picks, put them, uh, give them a lot of room in terms of the salary caps. So they could now they're at that point to where they see a little light at the end of the tunnel. So they're ready to. Spend so they're some, gonna go for it. They're they're ready to spend <laughs> some money to bring the players in. Light at the end of the tunnel could be the train coming to. 
Good point. Good point. Good point. Yes. That train could become fast, too. So let's, okay, so let's move on. Nick Foles, we're still going to talk football. You got something else about the Browns? I was just going to say Browns playoffs next year. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only thing that, that changes the dynamics for the Browns is if Baker Mayfield has a big sophomore season. Yeah, if he, if he has a this yeah, whole project is blown up. Yeah. If he has, if he goes through what could be a sophomore slump, this whole project's blown up. Yeah, but I mean, you could come back to, I mean, third year. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think. How about Doug, the Steelers in the playoffs next year? No. <laughs> I'm, no. Andy's a Steelers man. Me too. I'm, 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 I'm thinking they're still going to make it. It's a rough offseason to talk about. Oh, that's okay. for sure. So, other moves. <clears throat> Nick Foles to the Jags. Four years, $88 million, $50, million, fifty million guaranteed. Good move for the Jags, considering who they had. Great yes. move. Great move. I'm not as sold on Nick Foles, but are you? So he's better. So he's not as good as Blake Bortles. I would not say that, but I think about all, <laughs> all these big money contracts they've gotten from these quarterbacks that haven't been well developed have not panned out very well. I agree there. Yeah. I mean, even even ones that panned out was so like I think like the Ravens were they sent Joe Flacco to what kind of contract they signed originally to? Like a oh, four-year, yeah. hundred million. Yeah, the year one. after the year right. after he won the Super Bowl. Brock right. Iceweiler, similar mm-hmm. guy. He got sent for that mega contract in Houston, right? Who was a Patriots old quarterback? It, it, it happens I mean, every it's, time. It's like, happened. I've not seen one quarterback. There's not been one quarterback they signed that didn't have success season on season and season that moved. Yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins was the uh, richest player in football. What a year ago? Oh, that's yeah. the that Kirk Cousins is the fleecing of America. Right? That's I mean, the fleecing of America. <laughs> but, I mean, think about that. Name a I quarterback. Mean, I mean, can y'all remember a quarterback that was signed by a different team that was really that big of a stud? That, where they were like a backup and all of a sudden become like this uh, super. Yeah. You're talking about the New England Patriots kid, Matt Castle, that went to the. Went to well, he, he's just another dud. No, no, like, all these guys have been duds. Yeah. That, that philosophy in the NFL has not worked out well. The only well, time football. that's done decent is you got two times that I can remember is Brett Favre when he mm-hmm. switched to the Vikings. And they didn't still do well, but he was good enough for them. And then Brett Favre when he switched to the Jets? No. Okay. And Peyton Manning when he played for the Broncos, but he and was Drew, functional. He wasn't. He wasn't a right. stud either at that point. Well, well Drew, Drew Brees when he went from Chargers to Saints that was, was a, a that was a trade. Not a, yeah. Not but I would argue that I would argue that Nick Foles going to to the Jags is a lot like when Peyton Manning went to the to the Broncos. The Jags have a gr- pretty good defense. Yeah. They got a pretty good running attack. I mean, the McFat was it, what his name. The the, uh, the running back from LSU that went there, oh, uh, Fournette. Fournette, Fournette, yeah. Fournette. He's if, yeah. if he can stay healthy, he's a legit <laughs> running back. So the 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 formula that the Jags have in place is very similar to the formula that Denver has in place. Now Nick Foles is not. Well, I would argue Nick Foles right now potentially is as good as Peyton Manning was when he when Peyton Manning went went to the went to the Denver Broncos. I don't know. So, Peyton Manning was just so smart at the game. Well, he was smart, but yeah, I mean, you can be smart. I mean, hell, I could sit and study up on a game for 30 years, but I can't throw the damn yeah, a damn Is he much different than Blake, out. I mean, is, is he much different than Blake Bortles? Like Bortles got a lot of hassle, but I mean, he's he, pretty athletic. He's an athletic guy. He has a cannon. He would just make the bad pass at the wrong time. And isn't that exactly what Nick Foles is known for doing? Is yeah. like you have a great that game. What Big Ben's known for doing lately. Yeah, Ben. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I'm still a fan too, but well, but one you, thing. The one uh, thing. But that, you got a couple rings on your fingers, so uh, you can get away with it. That's right. Okay. Let me. Well, and Nick's got one, and he's the MVP right. of, of Super Bowl. Well, touche. 
Nick, Nick Foles, Foles, Foles Baker Super. Mayfield, who do you take though between them two? What, to, to, st- to start a franchise? To play the quarterback today. I mean, because in essence, you are you trying to make playoffs? You're trying to win. Uh, Nick Foles is. If, you, if, if, if you're trying to win today, I take Nick Foles. Okay. If you're trying to win in three years, I take mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Okay. That's, that's, that's just, that's that just how it is. That well, how does NFL, it looks like they do a better job of keeping their star players in that team than the NBA or baseball? For the most part, yeah, I would I mean, say. The owners have a lot better leeway. One, one, there's not a guaranteed contract for the NFL. And you can cut anybody anytime and you ain't got to pay it. Right. So the owners have a lot more power in the NFL hmm. than the other two leagues. What did Steve just say? What's they got fifty million guaranteed on his? Well, the the trend now is yeah, the, the trend, trend now is that the new trend guaranteed. this year historically. Kirk Cousins set that started that crap last year. He started it last year. This guarantee thing is the the new thing now is not your total lump sum compensation right. package. It's hey, what am I going to get guaranteed? Right, because if I, if I stink and I get cut tomorrow, at least I got fifty million dollars in my pocket. Le'Veon wanted the three. Le'Veon Bell, Le, Le'Veon Bell ended up going to the Jets for less for less money, total mm-hmm. the total contract less money, money. But he got thirty five. He's getting thirty five million dollars guaranteed, so and, the, and and the Steelers just they were not going to do that. Right. Same thing with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I don't know that I can't remember the the his renegotiated contract, but like twenty five million of it, I think may have been guaranteed, or it may have been thirty million was guaranteed. I think for some reason I'm saying it's like fit, yeah, it's like yes, 50, thirty million, like, like fifty four million dollars total, and like 30, 30, 30, 30 point two, I think. So that's the new trend. So with that said, another Antonio Brown to the Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. That kind of kind of shocked me that they got a third and fifth round pick in this year's draft. The Raiders also got uh, a wide receiver. The, way, the the Raiders and the Browns and the Jets were probably the three most active teams in the NFL. The Raiders also got Terrell Williams, a, a wide receiver from 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 the Chargers, who had a pretty good year because they had a couple wide receivers that were that were hurt, and he'll pair nicely with Antonio Brown. They also signed the Patriots' uh, starting left tackle. tackle, Trent Brown, and gave him sixteen million dollars. Made him legitimately the Over, the, overpaid him. He's the number one paid. Left yeah. tackle, he's overpaid. Well, I agree with you because I don't think he was that good. Yeah. But um, the pay, but the Raiders went all in on him. Talking about Le'Veon, he went to the Jets, $35 million guaranteed. They also signed C.J. Mosley from the Ravens, linebacker. Great sign. It's signed. They signed uh, Jamison Crowder, slot guy from the uh, Redskins. So uh, there, there's some good commentary on on the Jets because uh, a lot of a lot of their fans think, oh man, we had a great off season. But then a lot of critics are like, you guys are idiots uh, because you still have zero line. So yeah, you have, that's right. Uh, you, you did nothing to uh, uh, address success. your biggest mm-hmm. problem, which is your quarterback has 1.2 seconds to make a decision. <laughs> and, um, so and, and don't really care who's trying to catch the ball or run the ball. If they can't without offensive line, you're in trouble. Correct. Yes. Yep. The Giants replaced OBJ with Golden Tate. How about that? That's a step down. That, uh, just slightly. Well, of course. I think, I, think it's a, I think that's a fairly large step down. Well, let's think about this. So the Giants lost. They lost. I mean, they basically they left Eli pretty much depleted uh, on the, <laughs> on on offense. They got Saquon Barkley. And Golden Tate are their main weapons. So, yeah, they, they so, does Sa- so does Saquon Barkley rush for as many yards? Does he go from as many total yards next year as he went for went for this year? He probably has more receiving if, yards. If they have so. a better record overall, his yards will go down. 
point. The, re- the reason I say that he, he might will Gurr it. And no, just, uh, if they have a, if they the reason I say that is because most of if you look at a chunk of his yardage came when the game was already blowout. Right. So a lot of his gains were when the game didn't matter. Like yeah. he would bust out for a forty yard gain and then it, it, he would look like he had good stats, but really it was just a forty yard game. Another team. It was trash. It was trash. Yeah, so look at look at his mm-hmm. main yards that he gained. So forty yards on prevent defense. It was like it was like the points I used to get in basketball. Trash points at the end. Like if you look at his net efficiency they talked about today about your your strength of schedule and whatnot mm-hmm. on the points yeah. he was not that impressive relative right. to overall mm-hmm. everybody else okay so the Steelers signed Dante Moncrief from the Colts what does he play he plays wide receiver <laughs> hey man hey man exactly. he was, he hey, was, you didn't hey, know who Juju Smith you, was last yeah, year you didn't yeah. know who Juju Smith was I, I mean I mean he's not going to take obviously take his place but he, he's had some, some good years with if Colts. he shows up all it, 16 it, weeks, he's taking yeah. his place. I didn't know who Juju was because that was part of the trade gate that me and, that I had against Matt Cross. Oh, okay. Win the championship. Uh, okay. So I knew who Juju Last year or this year? This year. No, I'm, I, I was talking about last beginning year, of last yeah. season. I'm just saying I know who Juju is now. Yeah. Because of the trade gate. Trade gate. So uh, also, Tevin Coleman from Atlanta, the, the running back, went to the Niners. Uh, big defensive signing. Landon Collins left the Giants, went to the Skins. These these interdivisional things, dude. When they go, when they go from like that. I mean, that's that's crazy. Earl Thomas, great safety, but he's old as dirt. Went from Seattle to to the Ravens. The, the Ravens trying to replace a bunch. They lost a ton on defense. Yeah. They, they lost C.J. Mosley. They lost a cornerback. They lost Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs went went to the Cardinals. Mark Ingram have le- has left the Saints. He's going to the Ravens. Tyron Matthew Honey Badger has left his like third or fourth team now and is going to the Chiefs. Uh, Panthers. Let's talk about what the Panthers did real quick. They signed the center, legitimately one of the two or three best centers in the NFL, Matt uh, Paradise, I guess how you say his name, with no E on, no e on the end of it, uh, from the Broncos. They did cut left tackle Matt Khalil earlier this week. They lost Devin Funches to the Colts. Good. Thomas Davis is now a Charger. I'm okay with that, too. And uh, it's more importantly who the Panthers have not signed, and that's Colin Ka- Kaepernick to this point. So, again, the I don't Packers know. The Packers actually signed a lot of players. The Packers the signed Packers some. Packers actually signed quite a few defensive players yeah. for them, and, that, and they've needed to for, like, the last 10 years. But, yeah. they signed, but yeah, I was reading something about, about their signees, man. Like, the linebacker they signed from the Skins – he would probably be an upgrade for the Packers, but he didn't even start for the Redskins last year. That's an upgrade for the Packers. Yeah, Pre- yeah. he's like Preston Smith, I think yeah. was his name or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had like the the fifth DB for they signed like the fifth DB from somebody. I think the guys on the practice squad. Yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Anything's an upgrade yeah, for their DB. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, any parting shots about the NFL and free agency and the trade? I don't think the Panthers made it. They, I mean, the Panthers kind of needed to splash after not making the playoffs, and they didn't do anything. Not really. I mean, they addressed the offensive line, and and I want to say they've got four draft. They got yeah, four draft picks. Some teams are draft, set for the draft, draft and weren't caring about trades too much. So but we'll see how the draft goes. We'll see so how the draft. far, they've not had a a great offseason, I would say, considering no. what was available. Plus, Cam's still in question. Any about whether his shoulders? No, I mean they're they're <coughs> they're saying there. he's there now. They're saying one hundred percent he's okay. good to go. They're oh, saying God. he's there. All right, let's talk about what we're going to talk about until we get to the next subject. <laughs> NCAA basketball tournament. Right before we came on the air, CBS came on the air, and ESPN, ES, ES, ESZN was behind them. That's the, that's <laughs> the, the, inter, the Zion <laughs> Network. And, it's not like uh, CNN was the Clinton Network. Now it's the Zion yeah, Network. Now it's the Zion Network. So uh, they came on the air, and we got brackets. 
Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. By the way, Goody thinks that there was a conspiracy theory for Carolina not to make uh, a championship and Duke to have a walk. Well, I will defend that <laughs> based on what bracket I have. So I, I have I have text y'all all the brackets if y'all want to look at them. You want to highlight anything about the AC tournament since we since we can five, we five can of us were there. Sure, we can talk about it. I'd love to talk to talk about it. So let's talk about it. I mean, the whole reason Duke got the number one seed is because of the dominance of Zion in the ACC. Would you agree with that? I would say that Zion Williamson was the was the difference. You're such a goader. In 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 in, in Duke winning the ACC championship by far, I would say without without him, um, if you I mean hell he had to have 30, he had to score 31 points on Friday night to beat Carolina by one point, and and Carolina still had a shot at the end of the game to win it. With the other top two players only shooting like seven for 25, but you know actually we'll talk about actually that. I mean actually their other top three McDonald's All Americans because they had three McDonald's All Americans out on the floor. But he was perfect the night before. Yeah, he was yeah. 13 for 13. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I mean, he you know, he's a dominant player, man. Absolutely. Doug, you have any insight? I'm not going to go there right now. No, absolutely go there, man. I mean, he's – We're talking about the number one seeds. He's the difference in Duke. He's a difference. He's the difference in Duke. And as far as he goes is as far as Duke's going to go. Well, the thing that – they don't have any outside shooting no, to speak of. No. They have no inside game other than him. And their defense has not been all that great. The thing that amazes me is I really thought – and I think – okay, before the game Friday night, let me ask you this. Okay. When you said that Duke and Carolina were going to play, did you think that it would have been a one-point game? Hell yes. no. No, you shit no. Bobby Good. Yeah. No yes, way. But Doug, I'm, I'm gonna take it from a basketball I, guy. I told you before we ever went over to the Coliseum, I said Duke's probably gonna run away with it. That's exactly the, the average person, the you listen to ESPN, you listen to anybody, if anybody was fair game, me. I told you Duke I was, was sitting on the couch at the Airbnb, and one of the reasons I didn't want to freaking go to the game. Was because I just thought Duke was going to blow us out by about 15, 20, 20 points. Anybody that sits here and logically says that, that b- Bobby, Bobby, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just calling bullshit on it, man. There's no, there's no you way. You were beside me. What did I say? I did not at one point at ever during the weekend say Duke was going to blow out Carolina. We ne- we never really talked about it. So thus, if I thought, said something, if I would have thought that strong about it, I would have said it. You goaded the whole weekend, though. Exactly. Yeah, because you just you just <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, no one no no neutral party, and I'm gonna kind of include you, I guess, sort of in a neutral party because you are a state grad. Yeah. Even though when you don't pull for state, you pull against you're a you're a, you're a ABC or yeah, anybody, ABC. anybody but Carolina. Yeah. So you're really not neutral. But anybody <laughs> that that what that didn't have a Fighting dog in the damn thing did not think that Carolina was going to lose to Duke by one point. I don't give a shit what anybody at this table, t- table says. <laughs> I agree. So, I Doug, and, and that, that's why I, I bought. That's why I brought Doug Erty on here because he knows more, he's forgotten more about basketball than any of us. And you know a lot about basketball, but he's forgotten more about basketball than anybody sitting at this table right will now. ever know. But now, since you scouted Coach Williams, he has been on a tear. Six, th- Sixteen for eighteen. I, th- I think one of his best jobs, and they have been legitimately. They're getting better and better. Kobe White has has just exploded, and as a team, they've gotten better and better. Remember, I asked you about two or three weeks ago, did they peak too early? And they haven't. They're playing better. Uh, I mean, I look at Carolina. You got a couple of guys that didn't do anything look, earlier. Look, look, look I will put it like this. I will put like this to you. If Zion Williamson is he a difference maker? Absolutely. We've seen the jerseys that they've got now that says Zion across the them, and, and, and he's wearing one that says me. Yeah. I mean, he if if Duke if Duke was not going family. In, Duke would not be Duke wouldn't even be a second seed going into the NCAA tournament if it wasn't for him. He moves them up oh, legitimately yeah. 
from a third seed to a one seed. Well, let's talk about the other teams, too. We're talking about their one seed, so we're talking about Duke. Well, you let's want to talk about ACC. Carol- so, let's talk about Carolina, too. Well, look, well, you want to talk about – you want to transition now in, yeah. in, into in, the NCAA in number, tournament. In, in number one seeds. Okay, so the number one seeds. Duke is, an over, is the number one overall seed. The number two overall seed <laughs> is UVA, who got blew out in the semifinals by Florida State. Uh, the number three overall seed – is the, good, is, is the good guys, UNC, and the number four overall seed in Gonzaga. First time since 2000, what did, what did we say, or mid-2000s, that three teams from the same conference. Was the ACC that year, too? Nope, it was the Big East. And, yeah. two, and two of the teams that were part of those three teams are now in the ACC. Syracuse got a, got a one seed. Pitt got a one seed. And was it Villanova that got the third one seed? It was, two, it was 2009. Because guess who won the national championship that year in two thousand nine? Oh yeah, it was Carolina. Carolina was the fourth. <laughs> Carolina was the fourth one seed that year. It was two. It was three. Three Big East teams: yeah. Syracuse, Pitt, and I think Villanova. And the fourth was Carolina. And oh, Carolina won the national championship that year. First time since two thousand. First time. Those are the only two times ever that w- one conference has gotten three number one seeds in terms. So which number one seeds get knocked out first? I think that's always a great question to think about. A lot. <clears throat> well, consider Carolina got the screws in the bracket. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I think I think well Every, everyone on this when the 14th <coughs> seed team was picked Goodson was already hemming and hawing no, I will say this the, the toughest bracket overall the toughest bracket overall is the West okay. so this is what we'll do we'll, go, we'll do top four teams in each in each in each bracket okay which team you think is going to make it to the finals is what you're saying so no, so, so the top four teams in the East Okay, this so it's top four teams in the East. Duke is one. Number two is Michigan State. Michigan that's a legit n- number two. Mm-hmm. Number three is LSU, who's mm-hmm. playing without their coach and a potential player who right now is playing but may not be playing in two weeks. And the fourth seed in that bracket is Vatek, who Vatek did upset Duke earlier this year in Blacksburg. And so, held State to 24 points. And held, State, and held NC State, but hell, us five at this yeah. table could probably hold State to 24 points. The whole game, too. Yeah. I thought, I you thought it was halftime. I thought was, something was wrong with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, I called Verizon. You thought you, thought you, were, having one of those glit, you were having one of those glitches. Yeah, I called Verizon. So we got Duke, Michigan State, LSU, and Vitek. In the South, we got UVA. We have Tennessee, who got blew the doors out today. Number two seed. the worst number two seed by far. We got the three seed is Purdue, which I honestly can say I I just I hate Big Ten basketball. Who is Purdue? Yeah, don't really know much about them, and but they must be pretty good. And the fourth seed is Kansas State. That's a pretty that's a pretty weak two three four. I'm just gonna tell you. I think that's the easiest uh, bracket for uh, the number one team. I would agree that. Now we go to the tough bracket, Midwest. UNC is number one. Kentucky, who blew Carolina out earlier this season. NCAA tournament, man. You just okay, – well, I'll just continue on. UNC one. He'll come back. Don't worry. Kentucky two. Houston three, who is – I mean, hell, man. They, they what, 29 wins, 28 wins? They got beat in the – Like in, 31 and two, something like okay, that. Okay, 31. <clears throat> so, I mean, they got they did get beat, beat today by Cincinnati, who was a hell of a team. Yep. Uh, and then the fourth seed in that bracket is Kansas. So – the NCAA gods chose to put three of the blue bloods of, of college basketball of all time once again in the same bracket. Georgia is coming back to Carolina, it. Carolina, <laughs> Kentucky, and Kansas. Not granted, Kansas isn't what they are have been in the past. 
Kentucky, you know, they, they get six new players every year. Of course, they did beat Carolina. They throttled Carolina early this year. And Duke throttled Kentucky. But let's compare. So let's compare the top four teams for those three brackets this far. Is there any comparison on who has the toughest four Are we going to hit the teams? West up? Yeah. I, oh, let's, those Let's three. compare. The well, West. Let's, let's just go around and pick the, the, the final two of each. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. In the East, I say Duke, Michigan State. Yes. I'm, I 100% agree with y'all for once. Okay. Me too. And who's coming out of that bracket? Duke. Duke. That, that, that's they a, set it up for them to win. They've set it up. That's a oh, chalk. Zion National Championship. Doug, are you, are you, that's a chalk bracket. Yeah, I don't know. If, I'm not dead set on Michigan State making it to the regional final. They got a tough well, one. They got some tough teams in well, there. Who else do you think? Louisville. LSU and Louisville. Who is it? Name somebody. Uh, I'd go with Duke and. I'm going to take LSU. LSU. Okay. Coming out of the South, I got UVA, and I think that this is my dark horse sleeper team, Cincinnati, because they're playing good as hell, man. That Cumberland dude is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think Tennessee's overrated. <clears throat> Who y'all got? Got in the South. I got UVA and Purdue. Okay. That's I'm, not a bad one. I'm going to go – with Wisconsin in Cincinnati. Wow. I just think Wisconsin can match up well with Gonzaga. All right. Coming out of the Midwest. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. going UVA-Cincinnati. UVA-Cincinnati. And UVA coming out. Ironically, I'm going chalk here. I think uh, there's going to be some upsets that give those teams uh, some easier walks than you think. Uh, so, I'm going Tennessee and UVA. All right. Out of the Midwest. I'm going Carolina. I'm betting with my heart. Carolina, and I'm going to say that the perennial upset on this one is going to be, I got to choose between a three seed and a six seed, either Houston or Iowa State. I think, I think Houston has got enough guns to make it to the Final Four. So I'd say Carolina and Houston. I was going to beat you to that punch. Is that who you're going to say? Sure. Carolina and Houston. Houston. I'm going to go with Houston and Iona. <laughs> God, you're wanting me to just throw run the table. You're, you're, you're wanting me to throw that. I ball. mean, I think in reality, I think you know Auburn's obviously playing well, and obviously Auburn uh, beat NC State beat Auburn during the early years, so that gives them kudos. To the win. only good win they had. The only good win out of they conference. Had. The only good win out of conference, but the only good win they had in the conference. I mean, I think I mean they beat Syracuse. Carolina's going to have a tough game with Utah State. They are. Utah State is a good team. I'm just I mean, going to tell you that that's not a cakewalk for them. Though, look at Utah State putting the points up though. Yeah, they're averaging 68, 69. That's true. If they average that, they're running out of gym. Right. So, so you're sticking with score wise, but down to four wise. So you stick with, so you're sticking with Iona. I mean, I think, I mean, I think (laughs) it should be tough. Auburn, Carolina, it's gonna be a tough game. But if I'll have to go, as long as Kobe White plays during the NCAA, I think you got a chance. All right. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, and who's your and who's your bottom bracket? Mexico State to upset Auburn in round one. Ooh, man, that that is a five twelve matchup. Who's so? I mean, Carolina and Houston. Carolina, Houston. UNC, Kentucky. UNC, Kentucky. Well, they can't. Oh, they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they yeah. can. Yeah. Who you got, Bobby? I like Houston coming out the bracket against Carolina. That, yeah, Kentucky's I, just not. You SEC's, SEC's not that strong. Yeah. It's not SEC school we give respect to in basketball. Now, yeah. here's the toughest bracket out of all of them, the top four. To me, this is the, this is the bracket of death right here. You got Gonzaga one. You got Michigan two. You got uh, three Texas Tech, and you got four Florida State. Florida State is a good, is legit the best number four. Well, I mean, you I mean got, they're better than well, some. Well, the think about this. And twos. Think about this. Florida State and Vatek are both four seeds, and we were there Thursday. Was it Thursday? I can't even remember. We were there Thursday. 
for the overtime game that yeah. they that they beat that Florida State beat Votek. They hit a three at the end to go yeah. to, and they hit a two a runner. Those two teams are so good. They are by far the best four best two four I mean, seeds. Florida, I'd rather play Tennessee than Florida State. Oh, oh my I God, agree. I would too. Florida State's length too is going to cause a lot of problems mm-hmm. for a lot. Of this one, this one, I'm going, I'm going Florida State. I'm, I'm going Florida State is going to beat Gonzaga. I'm going Florida State, and I'm going. Um, I just don't really know. Michigan sometimes has trouble scoring. They didn't today with good defensive teams. I'm going Florida State and Texas Tech. I like in, that in that bracket. Uh-huh. I like that. I like that pick too. Uh-huh. I'm Is that who you like, Dougie? I'm going to shock somebody on this one. Oh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying Florida State's not even going to make it through the weekend. Really? So you Murray think State's Murray State's going to be – oh, wow, okay. John Morant is yeah, a he's player. A, he is a player. I was he telling these guys about him. He is a player. So Murray and State's going to be – I'm saying it's going to be Murray State coming out the top half of the bracket. Wow, wow. Pick. I'm picking another upset. Buffalo's going to make it. Buffalo's man. playing good, man. So we're giving no respect to Gonzaga in this crowd. Not giving no respect to the top seeds in the West at all. So you're saying Duke, uh, to get into the national championship, well, is going to either have to be Buffalo State that, that or... That half of the bracket's going to have somebody other than a one seed in, in the final four. Wow. I promise you. I'm saying Michigan's going to come out over Florida State. Okay. Who you got, Bobby B? Nevada beats Florida. Michigan beats them. Michigan wins. I mean, I'm... I gotta pull for Gonzaga, man. We've been dogging them all day. I'm gonna pull for them. I mean, that's that, that's what Steve, you said. Texas Tech, right? Gonzaga, yeah. Texas Tech. Tech, Tech, Texas Tech played Duke. Gonzaga Duke tough early. They defend very well, and that's that's what I think is honestly, if if they can, if Michigan get, can get past Montana and Nevada, Florida, and Texas Tech can, if Texas Tech can get past Buffalo, Buffalo. and they meet. Michigan sometimes just evaporates when it goes. This is a this is a very different John Beeline team in the past. They they they're holding opponents like fifty eight points a game, but yet they're they're not scoring a lot. And Texas Tech's defense is freaking stout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really good. So I, that's where I'm just thinking, you know, that that could happen. I don't know, but this, hell, man, we all could be wrong. There yep. could be a I mean, there could be a damn three seed. The eleven line with Arizona State and St. John's. Everybody talked about that being a, the toughest playing game, which it is. <clears throat> but I don't even believe either one of those teams would beat um, Buffalo. Buffalo in round two. I don't think they will either. I think that's a but, the Buffalo. But because they're St. John's and they're Arizona State, they get more respect than everybody else. I don't know much about the MAC conference. Where's UNC Greensboro? Basketball. Yeah, we're, well, well, Greensboro? well, we're fixing to talk about that. Yeah, UNCG so, was on here. Would you – could you legitimately say, because what would they be if they were there? Probably a 12, 11, 12 team. Probably 15 or no, 16. No, no, no. Yeah. But reality, what should they be? Well, so the, so the way it worked, the way it worked, your 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 seeds were automatic qualifiers. All your I, – I, I looked. 12 mm-hmm. – they all won their conference tournaments. That's not so, a rule. That's just what occurred in this thing. It's not what occurred, but I think that's – that, it's not a rule, but I think that pretty much is how it breaks down yeah. every year. So, UNCG, because they got beat by Walford – in their conference tournament would have had to have been an ele- at, at the highest or the lowest, however you want to say it, would have had to have been an 11 seed. But if, if the NCAA does it right, why are they giving the automatic bids the lowest seeds regardless? Just because they come from a non, yeah, non-major but, conference doesn't mean they yeah, can't play basketball. Yeah. Well, and Buffalo's a great example. Buffalo, that uh, I, think, I watched I them think play. Virginia, uh, Virginia Commonwealth a couple years ago, didn't they make a run to the Final Four? They didn't be, they, uh, yes. Loyola Chicago make a run? Ball, because yeah. they come from yeah. different yeah. lower name conferences, who's to say they're not as good as some SEC teams? Or 
ACC teams, NC State. So one, so one. We win the NIT championship, then we'll see what y'all talking about. It'll be like East Carolina winning the what would they rank three hundred five when they won the national championship? Yeah, the third national, the third whatever it's called, the third level. What's the other one called? Does still have that one? No. The one underneath the NIT? Yeah, yeah. College yeah. College That's the thing that ECU inside. won like yeah. five years ago. They're the best team in the country. Huh? Don't I still have but, one? But, but they were champions. But, but they're champions. That's right. They got the banner hanging. So let's they, talk they about this. Banner hanging, so, somewhere. We beat the, uh, the team Brew Clause. Totally high school. It's a broom closet in Mitchell's. So here we go. put that in the rafters? So here we go. Listen. So the last four in. The last four in were Belmont, Temple, Arizona State, and St. John's. You know, Belmont is the is the who Belmont has a hell of a team. They were the exception this year. If Bel, you know, if Belmont wouldn't have been there, you legitimately could have gotten UNCG could have squeezed in there. And, and I'm just going to go on record, and it's not because Wes Miller, a former Carolina player, is their coach, but UNCG went 28 and six this year. Three of their losses was, was to Wofford in conference. And Wofford went undefeated in the conference. They went 18 and 0 in conference. Only the second time in the Southern Conference, which by far, which m- many people don't know, is the oldest conference, bas- college basketball wise, in the country. Hmm. That's the former conference. That's the conference that UNC, State, Duke, all of them used to play on, be- play in before they formed ACC. Southern Conference. Was that the 50s? Wasn't that was in the oh, no, oh, 20s, 30s, 40s, when, 50s. When did the ACC happen then? In like the 60s, sometime oh, in the. I thought, I thought they were on Southern Conference in the 50s. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They didn't Long join time. the ACC till the 60s. Yeah, check check that out. Yeah, we check that out. But anyway, yeah. three, of, three of UNCG's losses were to, Bel- to, were, were to uh, Walford. They lost to the, a number two seed, Kentucky. 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 They lost to a number. Three seed, LSU. LSU, 1953 or 1953? 1953. 1953, okay. And their fourth loss, or their sixth loss, was to Furman, which sounds like a bad loss, but at the time that they lost to Furman, Furman was ranked in the top 20 or top 25 in the oh. country. So every loss that UNCG had was was to was, a was to a, rank, mm-hmm. a, a ranked opponent. Also, three of the, uh, the last four out, UNCG, Alabama, which I can – I don't like Avery Johnson, so I don't really care if he ever makes it to the, uh, to the tournament. TCU and Indiana. Indiana, which lost 12 or 13 in a row at one point, and was like 17 and 13. or no, 17 and 15 for the season. I can't even believe they were even considered to be the last four out. Uh, other Others of note that did not make it, uh, Texas, who had a losing record in the uh, Big 12, and Bobby's NC State Wolfpack, who – Won 22 games, went nine and nine, I think, in the ACC. But um, and I'm just going to say it for some of y'all who do not know. Uh, obviously, you can't choose the teams you play in your conference, but you can choose the ones you play out of your conference. And State had the easiest out of conference schedule of any team playing Division One basketball. Even though I'm going to say it, they did play Auburn, and did they beat Auburn? They beat Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. They did beat Auburn. But beside then, they, then they played a lot of schools. That had two directions in their name: southeastern <laughs> something, something, <laughs> north northwestern so and so. If you have tech or state in your name uh, at the end, and you have the two directions, you're probably you know northeast western Louisiana northwest tech, and Georgia state. Yeah. You know? so, well, plus they didn't have a single. Who did Bobby Boucher uh, play for? Win. No, we didn't. We were close several times. Took yeah. UVA to overtime. We just couldn't get. You know what game screwed y'all? It was that Tuesday night Georgia game tech. that you lost at home. Yep, Georgia Tech. That could have put y'all because Syracuse got in mm-hmm. ahead of y'all. Y'all would have had the same record 
That's, that's Syracuse. It's tough not to take us there. It's good I, mean, I, I, look at, I look at several things. One, um, NC State, I don't think Keats actually controlled the schedule yet. It's like year no. two. Yeah, so I'm sure he didn't. I don't think you control the schedule right. probably to it this year coming up. That'd be year three. So you can't blame Coach Keats and his staff on that. No, absolutely two, not. Next year, we will make the Southern Tournament and we will make a Sweet 16 run. Hey, I, 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 I blame your athletic director. She's gone now. She's gone now. She made a schedule. And plus, they wanted to schedule the school for the blind in football. Oh god! Oh, yeah, and, right. and plus, and plus, I'm going to defend Coach Keats even more. He's still playing with some of Godfrey's players. And he's a great coach. And and well. think about this: you do have two Wolfpackers playing in the NCAA tournament. If they'd have fired Godfrey a year earlier and hired Keats, the damn Morton twins are playing in Nevada. Would would probably known how to keep he would have known he he would known how to keep them and the, and the and the one kid what Cody or whatever his name Cody he's a he's a player I mean he's better than his brother but they would have they, he declared for the draft too I think well they're, well, they're seniors oh he declared well so he had to, yeah <laughs> he had to declare so he well, I last declare too yeah. came back last <laughs> thing about the last thing about the teams getting in and out so overall the Big Ten had eight teams that all that really they had their high seed was a two they they got a bunch of three four five seed teams yeah. They'll be gone by second week, by the second maybe maybe Michigan State, maybe a couple others will be playing. They're going to have the, the worst weekend. record of the the Power first five. weekend. Yeah, ACC got seven, SEC got seven, Big Twelve got six. So that's how the, that's how the top top four. The Pac ten got three, and I think that's a joke. Well, but all the, the little guys got nothing. The Pac ten, yeah. the Pac ten or Pac twelve now oh, yeah. would have gotten. They only gotten two. Oregon, Oregon, won. Oregon won that, t- and that took a b- Oregon. Oregon winning, and there, there was like two or three teams that won. St. Bonaventure yeah. or St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis. Louis. St. Louis and St. Bonaventure. Uh, yeah, St. Louis and they Oregon. If Bonaventure. they would have not win, and and I'm saying that they're, they're saying the last four out. I think State could have slipped in. State would have slipped in if St. Mary's hadn't beaten Gonzaga. Yep. Yeah. So there was, I mean, there, yeah, there was a bunch of. So anyway, so let's talk about this. So we talked a little bit. Um, We've talked about down to the to the elite eight, or did we say who who we thought our we final four would be? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we got to the elite eight. Well, well, let's go. So let's go final four. Doug, who you got? Let me look back at my bracket. All right, so I'll go final four first while you're looking. I said it was going to be between UVA and Cincinnati. I just I think Cincinnati uh, UVA does very does not play very well when they face athletic teams and when they yeah. face teams that make them score. Florida State's a great example. I say Cincinnati's going to come out of the South. I say Carolina's going to come out of the Midwest. I say, oh wow! I say, oof! I say Florida State's going to come out of the West, and of course the Blue Devils are going to come out of the uh, East. So it's going to be Duke, Florida State, Cincinnati, and Carolina. And damn it, for the fourth time, the Hills and the and the uh, Blue Devils. And we're going to give Zahn about 18 boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. And the son of a bitch is going to blow out both his shoes. <laughs> you saw where Nike already made him a new shoe within six days. Did you see that? Yeah, they, they flew people to Durham. Then they yeah. flew people to China after that. So, who you got in your final four? Oh, and Carolina beats Duke. By how much? By more than what they beat us. How about that? Two. So, who you got in your final four and who's going to win it all? Um, Duke. We'll Let see. me look at that thing. Yeah. Duke, Texas Tech. Uh, man, I, I'm seeing a lot of number one chalk, man. That's UVA and Carolina. And and who's going to win between UVA and Carolina? Um, I just don't see Duke and Carolina playing in the national championship. So, uh, so a UVA-Duke national championship? That's that's why I see it going. Yeah. And who's going to win it? 
Duke. If if that's the matchup, Duke wins. Okay. Who you got, Bob? Man. <clears throat> Duke and uh, Duke out of the West. Duke beating Michigan. Duke Michigan to get a championship. Okay, and I and I and the, then I think let's see. Dead air is not a good thing for radio guys. Yeah, I got Carolina. Carolina and who? Carolina losing out to. Man, I'm stumped. Purdue. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So Cincinnati Duke in the finals. That would be a hell of a finals. Yeah. And and Duke Duke winning. Mm. Shocking the world, baby. Cincinnati. Hey, I like it. A seven seed that guy's going taking nuts. it all. I'm going to let Duck go last since he's the expert. I would go Duke, <laughs> UVA, Duke. Carolina, Florida State. I'm going to go three out of the four AC teams. I think Duke, Carolina, 4.0, like Steve just said. I just They're both playing well at the right time. I agree. And King Zion's just going to win again, baby. Did you, say, did you say Duke, UVA, Carolina, and Florida State? Yeah. So four ACC schools in the final yeah. four. Wait, wow. Where's the championship at this year? It's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's, the reason I say the ACC is that much better than the rest of the conference. All right, Dougie Fresh. So I'm Duke, Purdue coming out of the South. Okay. Carolina coming out of the Midwest. Okay. Um, and the West is going to be the tough one. I'm going to pick a, an upstart Murray State team. Wow. Get to the Final Four. And I'm going to pick Zion to get to the Final Four. Okay. And the, who's, Notice I didn't say Duke. Yeah, I good point. Zion. Yeah. And so Zion's going to get to the Final Four. And Zion's playing and I'm who? I'm a Carolina Duke rematch for the national championship. And who's going to win? The heels all the way. I love, it, I love it. I love it. Love it. And I say the heels by 14. Wow. Because both the Zion shoes will blow out. Let's, let's change it to the Duke. Well, the cold weather is uh, really going to make Zion feel a little heavier, I think. So we've talked enough about college basketball, and Doug is the expert, so we're just going <laughs> to move on from college basketball. I would predict that Duke would win by five points against Carolina in the finals. Okay. And King Zion's going to have – I love how predictions are so confident. And 15-plus rebounds. The guy's just going to dominate. Luke May ain't going to score a single point on him. <laughs> I, will say, say, I said he's going to outscore Mr. the whole Carolina I will Bay say one Mr. thing. Fundamental. amongst all the Duke fans in the championship game last night at the Charlotte Coliseum, I think Zion committed his first foul of the ever, entire year. Ever, ever, <laughs> His first foul ever, of the entire year. Ever. And I stood up and started giving the tomahawk chopper. Because I said, well, at least they called one foul on him that Duke people realized that was a wasn't foul. Yeah, and he 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 ended up in the last two. He ended up with four fouls. With yeah, the, but three of them weren't fouls. Yeah, because I was with Duke people. I'm gonna tell you, they were not fouls. <laughs> they were, <laughs> were not fouls. Never commits a foul. Never commits yeah, a foul. Talking about and, Walmart. Hey, Walmart had a big run of Duke. Close. So uh, that's that a great. So that's Sunday. a great topic. Before we get off this topic, <laughs> before we get off the NCAA tournament, Walmart is officially sold out of Duke. Yeah. Wal- yeah. Walmart, yeah. Walmart. Carolina gear now. No. So so there's always been a and and I've said it several times. You know when I've argued with certain people on Facebook about certain things. You know. Um, you know this Walmart Nation UNC crowd. People yeah. people that that don't know their don't know their hole from the ground, the people that just are blind allegiance to Carolina basketball, you know, I call them Walmart Nation fans. And I and I really think that they – I thought at one point in time Carolina had more Walmart Nation fans than any other team in college basketball, in college athletics. But after seeing – going to the ACC tournament and seeing some of the people that I saw at the ACC tournament wearing Duke Blue Devil stuff and knowing damn well – I don't go in Walmart a lot – but I've seen all a bunch of that stuff in Walmart. <laughs> I am firmly convinced that if they don't have as many as Walmart Nation fans as Carolina, it is damn close. 
You know, I didn't see many Zion jerseys there. Do, does Walmart? They don't sell them in Walmart, dude. Didn't, 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 that's what I'm saying. I did not see many they, Zion jerseys. Those jerseys. I did see some Christian Leitner USA basketball shirts. Yeah, I saw some. Really, I saw like 60 years ago. Yeah, well, I, I saw some. Also, like in college. Hey, so, 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 so actually, so so actually, so actually, there was a bunch of number one Duke jerseys there. No, they were T-shirts. Duke, <laughs> there were Duke jerseys there that said number one. But they were much like Marshall's carries old old unit. They were William Avery when 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 William Avery played for Duke. Well, Walmart carried Avery jerseys. Get, college basketball always takes a little bit of time to get the top college players jersey. Like it didn't take ESPN NBA. long to get on Zion's wagon. I, I think <laughs> ESPN. I mean, Carolina's Walmart nation. There's no doubt about it. But I think Duke no with Zion, no doubt. Duke by adding Zion, I think changed the, the title a little bit it's more like target. even than it used to be. Is, is Duke Target is, Nation? Is, so if so like if Kmart, so so if so if UNC is Walmart Nation, is tri, is Tractor Supply NC State Nation? It is okay. Yeah. Just, right. just wanting to just just want to you know feed them or them, FCX or FDM, whatever it is, feed and Supply. We call them feed them and breed them. Okay, all right. So. No matter who makes it to the Final Four, Carolina, Duke, both of them, national championship game, whatever, how much of Walmart Nation for either of those teams make it to Minnesota? Oh, three. Three of them? Three people, yeah. yeah. And they probably have family in Minneapolis. Yeah. They're, they're going ice fishing. And yeah. then they're and – they're, and they're I, mean, I mean, to me, it's just crazy. Like, so at the game, the Duke-Carolina game, you could feel the excitement in the arena. It was – it is one of the uh, I literally, I, top five I games literally I've ever came, seen in college. Basketball. I literally came close to punching the dude out that was standing beside me from Duke. Dude, I, I, had this, I had this woman. She was a old. I mean, she had a son that was in college, so that she, she was in her like early fifties, late forties. You and Gray when y'all were leaving, we were leaving. Oh. And he was telling me about this. Tell so the story. she's like late forties, early fifties, and this Duke guy who possibly could have been there. He's like a New Jersey guy, so it probably is. Well, yeah. that's guy. a Duke. Yeah, yeah. You he, know? yeah. But they're like making like crybaby faces to this Carolina mom, <laughs> and just to egg her on oh, some more. And I don't know what verbiage was said, but I'm sure they said something a little condescending, as you can imagine. Then the Carolina woman slaps the beer out of the Duke guy's fan. Hand. Fanned. Hand. Yeah. The That's... fan out of the, slaps the Duke fan's hand. Man. Uh, the beer out of his hand. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. So what, that, I that didn't one know. sight. That's that's over the over the line though. I mean, I've gone to a lot of NC States stuff, and we've done some crazy what, things. What slapping the beer out? Yeah, that's a lot of beer too. Uh, that's thirteen dollars. Yeah. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen fifty. Yeah, thirteen fifty. Who's counting? And that's a that, that's if it's a domestic. But that's kind of the tenacity <laughs> that comes from that type of game. That's you know. So I mean, it for them to have a four game, you know, it's ESPN would love for that to happen. Oh man. So the I'll tell you this. So the last thing I'll say about it, and then if y'all want to make a, any any other comments, and we'll, and we'll move on to the next stuff. It's legitimately the second best college basketball game that I have ever been to and seen. Both the first one, both it's kind of crazy. Both games, of course, just happened to be UNC Duke games. Both games, Carolina came out on the losing end by one point. The best, best Carolina. This was the second best game. The absolutely best Carolina Duke game, best college basketball game that I've ever seen was Carolina Duke Austin Rivers senior year. I mean freshman year. When he hit the shot at the buzzer, three pointer at the buzzer over Tyler Zeller for Duke to beat Carolina, it was either by one or two points. I can't remember one or two two points. The crowd in the Dean Dome that that day, that night was as loud as it has ever been up until two Saturday nights ago when we whooped Duke's ass in on Senior Night. That night it was as loud as ever it, it, it was had ever been. 
And then in a matter of moments, you could hear crickets mm-hmm. inside right, inside the Dean Dome. It went from decimals way up there to dead silence. Everybody looking at each other. Everybody just getting up out of their seats and walking out. And it was so eerie. We walked out, walked out of the Dean Dome. No one, except for you hear the Duke, you know, a couple of Duke fans that are there yelling. Every Carolina fan is literally walking out in dead silence. Mm. And we got to our car and we finally said something to each other. We we're like, wow. Did you That's say, crazy. I, I might be fat, but you're still NC State yeah, graduate? Yeah, so hey, I might be fat, but you're still NC, NC State graduate. That's a side note of an NC side State uh, Carolina good, game that we went to. Yeah, good story for another time. <laughs> Anybody else want to talk about anything related to NCA, Duke, Carolina? I, I think the one thing I take away from this last weekend since we did go to – since we actually physically went to the ACC tournament for quite a few of the games is I think the way the tickets are set up, it's still like old school, like all paper tickets. You can't sell online. And they, I, the way they sell the tickets, I don't, they're not maximizing the number of fans that are in the seats. And that kind of bothers me somewhat. I think, I think you're right. I think they could potentially, and I know it would be kind of a pain in the ass, but they have a lot of vestibule or waiting areas. I think you could potentially, if you extend the time between the games to like 30 or 45 minutes, you could actually get people out between games and if somebody wanted to sell it, like if I wanted to watch the first game of the afternoon session, yeah. but I didn't want to watch the second, yeah. let's potentially, I mean, screw it, I'm going to walk out and walk out to the vestibule. I call it the vestibule area, but you know, like the area that was downstairs or yeah. something and try to sell your ticket to maybe a, a, a fan that for one of the teams that were playing in second. I, you know, you know, I agree with you. It, that's it, a logistic nightmare. Yeah, it, it looks an hour to Yeah, it looks, it looks kind of crappy, though, for there to be so many empty seats. Maybe, you could do maybe, 11. You could do 11. You could just do three and a half hours between each game, which would be enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, two, well, Tuesday was general mission. I don't know if – I can't we, – we didn't go on Wednesday. Tuesday was general mission. If you went Tuesday, you could sit anywhere you wanted to sit. At least, at least upstairs. I don't know about what Charles Taylor says. And Friday, and Friday you could easily done it. Right. You only got two games. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's just right. next year the tournament's in Greensboro. It's Greensboro. Yeah. And then the following year after that it's in New York, uh, New York City. No, DC. No, DC. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, all right. Let's move on. Studs and duds. Let's talk about our studs and duds of the week. Who wants to start with the stud of the week? I mean, the stud of the week everybody knows. No, Doug's got one. I got one for you. Okay, tell me. Jake Kuchmaner. Don't know who it is. Tell me about yes, it. Pitcher for East Carolina baseball. He he pitched against Ole Miss last week and had a no hitter with two outs in the ninth. Got it broken up. He pitched five and a half innings of relief against Duke on Tuesday. Didn't give up a hit. And today he pitched the per- first perfect game in East Carolina history. That's awesome. So Jake Kuchmaner. Mm-hmm. Stud of the week. I agree. Is he going to bat 500 too? Nope. No, that's Alec Bronson. He's your second best yeah. pitcher. He's the second best. Your second best pitcher pitched the perfect game. He's pitched <laughs> yeah. 23 and a half innings and given up one hit. Wow. Pretty damn impressive. That is a stud. Who's your stud of the week, Bob? Stud of the week is <clears throat> I'm going to go on. I'm going to let y'all pick the other studs of the week. But NC State baseball, they may have lost today, but they were 19 and 0 undefeated. Beat Florida State Friday and Saturday, a highly ranked Florida State team. They may have lost today, but anyway, a heck of a start, obviously. Andy, stud of the week. It's going to surprise you as a Steeler fan, but John Dorsey, the GM of uh, Cleveland John, Browns. We couldn't think of his first name. John Dorsey. John okay. Dorsey, yeah. Yeah, he had a hell of a week, didn't he? Man, it's, it's hard to argue that they didn't have a damn good offseason. Bobby, stud of the week. I think there's two studs. Go ahead. Okay. Zion Williamson. I mean, just pure dominance. Yeah. This is the term. They said this is the most dominating 
tournament since they saw Tim Duncan. They use mm-hmm. him as most of the guys who do that type of statistics. Second stud is a guy that's got damn nine lives. Johnny Manziel. Gets signed again in the AAF. Mem- I mean, this guy does not die. So, <laughs> so they, they've been playing like four weeks. He'll get his first paycheck soon they, They're through. This is week six. This is week okay, six. Okay, six. They, they, he will be their fourth quarterback in six yes. weeks. Uh, Christian Hackenberg, Zach, Zach, the yeah. guy that played LSU, Met, Met, Metzinger. Oh, yeah. I think Brett Favre came out of retirement one third, day. The third quarterback, <laughs> I don't even know. And then the fourth night, and he will be their fourth quarterback. Yeah, Johnny Manziel has nine lives. My stud of the week, I'm going to say, I mean, this is actually going to surprise you. My stud of the week is Zion because it was, it was, yeah, it's a shock. No, no, no. Cut, cut recorded. Wow. No. no. Look, I'm not going to deny he had a, he had a great game. He had a great three days. Against, on Friday night, he had to have a great game. I will go back to the fact no that he had to score 31 points. He had to score 31 with four McDonald's All-Americans on the floor. The the third rated player coming out of high school had to score. If he'd have scored 30, 29 points, guess what? <laughs> Carolina would have won. Well, his last two and wait, 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 wait. And the thing about it is, if he'd have scored twenty nine points, ES Zen and everybody wouldn't be talking. They would say Zion dominated, but Duke didn't win. All this shit that you that you've heard for the last forty eight hours, 24, 36 hours now, you wouldn't be hearing. Everybody's got to remember that basketball is a team game. You got five guys. You may have the most dominant player out there, but if you're going to depend on him every game, if he so you're basic dud of the week. No, you're basic. No, not Zion. The the dud of the week is the is the other four (laughs) players on on Duke's team. If you you better Duke fans, you better hope to hell he can have six games like that in the tournament or at least three games like that as they progress. Because if your other four players or five players or six, however many players rotation you go, if they don't play well, you're screwed. I'm just telling you, you better hope that Prince Zion does what he does. The latest latest NBA mock draft. Guess how many players are projected from Duke and Carolina for the first round of the NBA mock draft? Seven. No, for each team. How many? Oh, well, four for Duke and three for Carolina. Three for Duke, three for Carolina. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, but yeah, Trey two. Jones slipped the second round. Okay, he slipped the second round. So, two, two freshmen for Carolina and a senior who did it the way it should be done. And yeah, okay, but, but. No, he was a graduate transfer. Okay, but, at, but of the three Duke players, even though they're three and three, where are they in the lottery? One, two, three? One, two, five? One, two, five? No, uh, Cam Reddish has slipped below Kobe White now. Okay, so two Duke players are above Kobe White. Uh, Kobe White's impressive. So, I'll tell you what. so. Yeah. Uh, Reddish is probably one or two spot, fourth, spots behind the fourth, him. Fourth, I think. Yeah, the stat that I like was that at one point in time, Gray showed it to me. You put the top, the top, the five players out there for Carolina, five players out there for Duke. Their average recruiting ranking, Duke's was like to take their players. You know, obviously you had one, two, and three. The five players they had on the floor, their average ranking was twelve. The average ranking for Carolina's five five players coming out of high school was like one hundred twenty three. Yeah, Luke May, Luke May, walk on. Does it? So that's all I'm gonna say. So we're I guess talking, Roy Williams is in effect a better coach than he has been the last 18 games. Yes, <laughs> and 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 I'm really hating to run his ass off and hire Brad, Brad Stevens. <laughs> so anyway, all right, dud of the week. We gotta get a dud of the week. Let's go. Andy, did you have something? I'm just gonna say uh, we talked about this for a second earlier. Kobe White, stud of the week. Maybe that should be my alternate because he was going to be about a top 30 pick going into the ACC tournament. Yeah. And now he's probably around six, seven or eight. Six. 
So he just made millions well, he, of extra dollars. He moved up the last two or three weeks yeah, he higher to the top third. Really, since Christmas. He, yeah, still, since Christmas. solidified his stance. Yeah, but he solidified it. And but again, he, he made, bad he made shot, a shot Friday this night. Week. Bad shot Friday night. Could've, we could have got a better shot, but he played a he played he, he had a great oh, tournament. He got you there. We got to say Cubby White is just as important for Carolina as Zion is for Duke. I I would oh, agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. No doubt. Considering we have to put in seventh woods, yeah. Think? I would agree with that. Doug, just, I agree with that. Yeah, agree. I mean without Cubby White, that well, team well, don't move. Well, Cubby White's got a little bit more a better supporting cast around him than Zion. Yeah, but see, you can I don't say care that. What rank you are in high school? Yeah, high school. yeah. See, but but you see, from the high school level to the collegiate level, I don't care if you're one, two, or a hundred and two, you still got a whole different ball of wax. You got to play. Next well, and see, plus Ka- they have. I mean, Carolina does have shooters that can stretch the defense out. They really can't shoot the three ball. They got a lot of shooters. They just they can't. Got no they got no makers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shooters, no makers. I agree with that, Doug. <laughs> dud of the week. Who's your dud of the week? Dud of the week. Anybody want to start? I got – I don't know if it's really a dud of the week, but when you hear certain terms in the athletics, you just want to – you want to sit back and say, what the hell are they thinking? And mine would be the Washington Nationals training staff. Bryce Harper gets hit in the oh, foot. We, we were, he's got to get an X-ray. So the X-rays are negative. Oh, yeah. They remove him from the stadium for – Further more egg, X-rays. More X-rays. <laughs> they call it extended X-rays, right? Extended X-rays. Extended That's X-rays. what they call it. Extended. How much more are you going to see on an X-ray at the hospital or the one in the ballpark? Mm-hmm. An X-ray is an X-ray. Last time I checked, they were. Well, maybe they use a cell phone. Maybe use a cell phone. I, I bet you doing the ballpark probably pay more than the hospital. <laughs> that's a dumb term. That's my dud of the week to the Washington Nationals training staff. Or even put that out in the media. Bobby, dud of the week. I got to go with the Lakers still, man. The LA Lakers. I mean, they're just terrible. Did they play? Ba- did they play basketball? Yeah. Yeah. What Barely. is it? Who plays on that team? LeBron played once this week and lost today. Yeah. Got his. Actually, got got the last shot, the game-winning shot blocked. I mean, you were talking about the hype machine of Zion. Hype machine of LeBron has gone crazy when he moved to LA, and they have pure sucked. Hmm. And right now, so far, what people have been saying is not only is LeBron not even the best player anymore, they're trying to start to say now that Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's LeBron. He's heard his legacy back. Six thousand more shots he could. He's heard his legacy back on the Lakers. You're done of the week. Um, and AB, screw you, Anthony, Anthony <laughs> Brown. Moving on. Bob, done of the week. Man, Oklahoma City Thunder just laid a goose egg last night against Golden State, or was it Saturday night? Yeah, yes, Saturday, yes, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. Laid a goose egg. You know, it's been a lot of hype. Oklahoma City has been playing so well. Paul George, MVP candidate, and they just laid a goose egg. Got smoked by Golden State. All right, my dud of the week. Announcer, ESZN, Jay Williams. <laughs> Jay Williams commented Thursday night when Frank Howard hip-checked Zion Williamson. No, wait a minute, buddy. I'm going to let you finish, then I'm going to interject. He, contact, he, he commented that it was a dirty play. There was no place for that in basketball. Went on and on and on and on and on. And then after he said all that, said – and. That's just how I am. That's just how I feel. I said the same thing last year when Grayson Allen was doing the stuff he was doing. My son, the crack nose reporter, found a recorded statement from Jay Williams recorded on TV actually commenting and saying, you know what, Grayson, that was recorded last year, you know what, I think it's kind of good. Grayson Allen, you know, he needs to show that he's mean and tough. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong about hip checking and tripping. Yeah, yeah, he needs to do that. He needs to show that. 
Bullshit, dude. Jay Williams, you're a fraud. You're doing what you need to be doing now because you wrecked a motorcycle, can't drive, and you're doing just what you need to do now. You suck, and I hate you almost as much as I hate Jay Billis, who thinks Trey Jones is the best on-ball defender in the country after 20 games. Duke people stick together. They're going to let. They're going to say whatever they want to say. Jay Williams, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You remind me of Stephen King, Stephen Smith, Stephen A. Smith. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard of the word called parody? What does it have to do? Parody. Because if you watch, if you read the second show that they're showing of Jay Williams, he was joking. It was a joke. Well, you should <laughs> never joke about anything like that. It was a parody. Look up the background of that video. Well, you should never. You should. Funny. It's not your your argument. I don't care. Well, well, I don't care. You should never joke about something like that. If you're if you're a college basketball analyst, they ask you a question. Says, "What do you think about him tripping? You think it's a good idea?" I and mean, that's what they pretty much asked him. He said, "Yeah, it's a great idea. Do it all the time." I would say the same thing. You say the same stuff right here. Well, I didn't see it. I'm just going on. I'm just. I'm just going on what I saw. So he's still my. He's still my jerk of the week because they all. They all want love on Zion and think he's the best thing since sliced bread. So him. So how about my dud of the week is all the Duke alum that are now not good enough to play basketball in the NBA. They're TV analysts. How about that? That's that's my dud of the week. Moving on. Duke alum. Duke alum. <laughs> that goes for you, Wes Hambright, Doctor Wes Hambright. That go any Duke alum I know you suck. How about that? Any, yeah, all if there's any lawyers. questions, if anybody's watching on Facebook, you can face me back. I don't like Duke, Duke alum because you have that whole, holier than thou attitude. Except for you, Wes. Just, just, <laughs> just, just because you paid a quarter of a million dollars for your education and you moved from New Jersey down here, that doesn't mean well, back anything. Back then, it was like 100, only 160. Okay, okay. all right. Moving on. <laughs> Did you really say that, Grant Hill? We're still cool. Ooh, Did you really wow. say that? Hmm. This is about Zion Williamson. <laughs> a comment he he made last night. Zion Williamson, when asked about Duke's mentality heading into the NCAA tournament, killers kill. All right, so let's think about this. Doug, I know you're not going to like this. Did you hear him say that? I did not. Killers kill. Prince Zion, this is not war. It's not street. It's I not thug. They, it's, they it's, went to war. I they went know. to war. And for you to say something like that proves that you are simply a child. Even though you look like a man, you are a child. Son, there are people that go to war. There are people that get killed. And I'm just wondering if anybody in the media is going to say anything about it. They probably won't because ESZN won't make a big deal out of it. But in the last 10 years, 15 years, Derek Dooley, coach, coach of Tennessee, made reference to his football team and, and going to war. Ray Lewis, not arrested for murder in Atlanta during the Super Bowl, linebacker Ravens, made reference to being a warrior, gladiator, going out and battling and killing people. He caught flack from the media when he said that. Kevin Garnett, former basketball player, when he was playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, said the same thing. Three prominent athletes in a period of about 10 years, and there's probably more instances. These are ones that I found in about five minutes a day, have all made references to going to, to their sport and, and refraining it to war. Now, I'm, I'm a patriotic dude. I'm not in the military. But for an athlete to compare what they do is a game – and comparing it to going to war, you just need to shut up, sit down, play your sport, and then go eat donuts, Zion, because you do not need to be comparing what you do to what people that defend so this country You don't like do. the analogy. Of I don't. I hate the analogy. So do, you, do, you, do you dislike majority of college give the young Give the young kid a break, though. They're not getting trained. Killers, killers kill. Killers, killers kill. Killers kill. I completely, but I mean, if that's the case, if we don't consider it a war or a battle mentality, think about all the nicknames you have in college. 
Yeah, their right? ni- yeah their Spartans. nicknames. The Spartans. Spartans. But I'm saying that's but that's their mascot. They, State they, Warriors. They whole college off this concept of this battle. But are they talking about killing? I mean, they really say kill. I don't think you see Irvine's uh, mascots. Annie, yeah, that, Annie. That I mean, they may bite the shit out of you, but I mean, that's about it. <laughs> I don't think the Stanford Cardinal is either. Yeah. I just think, I, dream, and I agree. Right? I just I think agree. he went. I just think he went over the line when he said "killers kill." No, I mean, a basketball game is not war by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. No. But athletes and athletics have used that terminology time and time again. The, so does that make it right? No, it doesn't make right. I'm just trying to say you're pointing out Zion, but I think there's thousands of other people. You should yeah, and that's my point. But the other three that I named, they call they, cri- they call criticism in the media for using those I don't terms. Think Ray Lewis got much flack because he brought yes, tried to kill him. Dude, he ca- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray Lewis caught flack over everything. It, it, it was a better those, those those particular instances. They caught grief in the media. It, it didn't cost Derek Dooley his job. Him not winning cost Derek Dooley his job. But when they were citing him being leaving Tennessee, they just said lack of institutional control. Lack. Of, they, I mean, that, I remember as a that, kid, coaches calling this a battle, like as a child playing games. I mean, I so I'm just default. Does that make it right? No, I'm just saying. I mean, Doug's been around coaching. Mean, I'm sure you've heard many coaches call it a battle. I've heard it called a battle. I've never heard it called a war. Have you heard? War. Have you heard about killing somebody? I mean, I mean, have you ever made reference about kills about killers killing? No. I also didn't like the part of that press conference when Coach K mentioned that Zion really wanted to win. Yeah. Did the other four guys not want to win? No, no. He said no, no, no. He said he said he said these two here wanted to win. Yeah. RJ the and Zion. Guys really so didn't want to win. Yeah, they so, want to win. They wanted to lose. They wanted to lose, so they wouldn't get a number one seed. Yeah. Hey, Zion, you baby. And I'm a I'm a big time Coach K. I like Coach. But K. I like Bobby's analogy better. Can he say this? It's more important to hate losing more than wanting to win. I agree with that. I agree. I, I agree with that 100 percent as well. Michael Jordan had that philosophy. Michael Jordan and I, Kobe Bryant did too. Yeah. I think. That's it. We're skipping rapid fire because we're at one hour and eight minutes. Thanks for tuning in in tonight. Y'all have a great night. Good night.